0: Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 27 now of Exploring
1: the North Shore. I'm Jay, and guess who's back? It's me. I'm <laughs> back. I'm here again. I'm so happy to be back. I've missed the podcast probably more than work, honestly. Like, I, I missed having that purpose with work, but it was like the podcast was my my little baby, my my extra thing that I get all excited about all the time. So Martha is here. She is
0: very excited. She's like squirming around. I wish you guys could see her right now. She's like <laughs> jumping up and down and like rolling. No, I'm not not that extreme. But yes, I roll. I roll. She everywhere. rolled
1: in, <laughs> in my head. I'm rolling on the floor uncontrollably. So
0: we finally kind of worked out. Oh. I know I've been teasing the bucket list episode for a while. (laughs) We'll get there. We are going to get there. (laughs) We wanted to kind of insert this one
1: now because it's a little more timely. And like everything that happened during quarantine, that kind of just fell to the side. Yep. We are planning it
0: still. Don't you worry. Like three years from now, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, we're totally going to do the bucket list
1: episode. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. It's coming. It will probably be next week. Yes, we will do it. We promise.
0: This week, to put this into context, we are recording this portion of the podcast episode on May 21st. So the governor's stay-at-home orders for Minnesota ended on May 18th. So right now we are like day three of kind of the soft reopening of the state. And not a whole lot,
1: I mean, in my opinion, like looking around and driving around, not a whole lot has changed. No, personally for me, it's like I just feel less bad about leaving my house. (laughs) 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 Like, I don't feel like I'm breaking all the rules by stepping outside.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so it's a little more like, oh, we can move around a little bit. Okay, but not a whole lot of retail stores have reopened. So non-essential retail store. Mm, Wow, I can speak. (laughs) Tongue twister. (laughs) Non-essential retail stores. There we go, nailed it. Can reopen. A few have in some form, but not a whole lot. And I know some are kind of planning this to open this weekend because it is Memorial Day, but a lot are still going to keep their doors closed and operate on like a curbside pickup type structure. Same thing for restaurants. Legally in Minnesota, restaurants cannot open in-dining services, but you can do pickup and curbside. So totally allowed. You can call in your order or some places can have your order placed online. And you can then go pick it up and then eat your food either back at home or in your rental or in your hotel, wherever you're staying, or take it to a park or a beach. Our beaches are open here. And I I say that because they're not, I don't think we even have any city-run beaches, do we?
1: No, we don't, which is (laughs) going back to when I first moved here, that was a thing because I do, did, did, uh, lifeguard at the beach. So that was one thing my mom question was like does does cook county have any city-run beaches and i was like i i don't think so i've never heard of any like i don't think there is a lifeguarded beach along the north shore at all yeah and if you're listening to this in minneapolis you will already know
0: that the minneapolis city-run beaches have been closed for the entire summer and they did that a while ago i want to say back they did that right away like
1: right when things started to shut down they just nixed beaches for the whole summer
0: And just, it's going to be harder to enjoy the beach. But up here, since we don't have as many people, we don't have lifeguarded beaches. So people, Lake Superior isn't exactly a swimming lake. You can try. And I
1: see people do it all the time. And I think those people are crazy. It is cold. Well, the difference with the, like, part of Lake Superior we get here on this part of the North Shore versus Duluth is Duluth has the huge sandbar. So they... the sun hits it constantly and it's super shallow so that does warm up but here by the shore it's like sometimes it completely just drops off so like there's no way for that water to get warm at all so there is no beach swimming well i mean you can
0: if you you want to if you really if you really feel like it i sometimes put my feet in and then i'm like okay that's enough i'm good Mm -hmm. i'm getting right out right now (laughs) And we're going to touch a little bit, too, on water safety and water temperatures in just a minute. But first, Martha, have you heard anything about the Duluth beach at Park Point?
1: I have not yet, um, I, have, which is odd because I have been talking to my old supervisor in Duluth um, about the madness of everything going on there. I have not heard. I know the whys aren't. Now we've heard the Y's mm-hmm. aren't allowed to open for a while. They don't even have a set date for it. Yeah, so, gyms
0: and things like that, like fitness centers, which I'm pretty sure the Y in their full capacity would fall under. Yeah. I do know why childcare has remained open because mm-hmm. childcare centers can, but the actual fitness portion yep. of it. Those are part of phase either three or four. It's kind Which of unclear. don't even have dates. No
1: dates. <laughs> no dates. <laughs> so it will probably be a while before the Duluth Y is able to reopen. Yeah. And the Y is the one who mans the little section of beach that is lifeguarded. So if the Y is not able to open, I don't see them being able to staff the beach house if officially they're not open.
0: So unclear as of now what will happen with the Duluth Beach. That is, I believe, the closest manned beach. Other beaches you're gonna find along the North Shore, like Black's Beach in Silver Bay, that is City Run, and I haven't heard anything from that yet.
1: Isn't that a like a I wanted to say it was a state park, but that's not, it's is it? It's
0: not a state park. It's It used to be private property, actually. They just opened it. Well, we'll have really? to do a whole story on Black's Beach. <laughs> actually, I touched on Black's Beach a little tiny bit in my Silver Bay history episode. So if you want to hear a little bit about that, um, that was supposed to be kind of like a big year for Silver Bay this year with their yeah. campground opening. And that is something that is currently closed, is established campgrounds. And if I'm remembering correctly, those are part of the June 1st soft opening. Mm. So our May 18th was like the soft opening of some things. And then there's like a second round of soft opening starting June 1st. And then the third round, that's kind of more of a hard open. And then the fourth round is like, oh, we're back to normal. Those do not have dates attached to them yet. So we can't say what's gonna happen there. And with restaurants, they can start outdoor dining. So that's if you have a patio space, you can set up your patio space. I think they said like twenty five percent capacity, mm-hmm. so very, very, very few tables. There will not be much room on the North Shore to dine outside. I can think of a handful of places, off the top of my head, that have outdoor seating. Voyager has
1: the yeah upstairs the, the law, upper part. Gunflint the ta- Tavern. The tavern has the upper part. Sometimes the taco place has like two like tables with chairs outside. I'm not sure if they'll do that because that just seems kind of weird to have two seating places. (laughs) Um, Dairy Queen, you can sit outside. There's a couple benches there. What else is there? Sister's Place has
0: the outdoor part, right? I imagine Sister's Place will set up at some point their outdoor seating. I don't know if that will happen right on June 1st. Again, a lot of places up here, even if they can open, they are choosing not to or choosing kind of their own path to opening. Like trail I'm kind of used
1: to the curbside honest honestly like that's kind of the new norm right now is I'm going to call my order have it already paid for and all I have to do is go pick it up
0: and then eat it wherever you want wherever nobody you has want. to see you do
1: <laughs> <laughs> So
0: another example is like Trail Center which is up on the Gunflint Trail that has actually converted their main restaurant into a grocery store since the trail Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. You know that? I did not. Yeah, they they got rid of their dining area temporarily and turned it into a full grocery store for Gunflint Trail residents. Wow. So they don't have to come all the way to Grand Marais to get groceries. That's and some, awesome. you know, that's a 60-mile drive for yeah. the people at the end of the trail. So this was a huge um, benefit to the Gunflint Trail community. Now, they are going to reopen their restaurant in a certain capacity, I, I guess you could say. And what that is going to mean is they're putting outdoor seating i think very very limited like picnic benches outside and then the rest are just going to be takeout so the restaurant is still there you can still get food from there you're just not going to go into it and sit down and eat which kind of makes me sad because i love whenever i go into trail center and i sit down at a table and i start looking
1: around i notice things i've never noticed before i went for the first time to the trail center last summer and yeah it it's a sight to see like you look around and you just there's so much history in there like mm-hmm. the what is it the mail run
0: oh yeah they have the mail.
1: all of that stuff up there and like i honestly very <laughs> guiltily did not know anything about that and so like sitting in there and looking around and just like what's that from what's that from like it's it's a really neat place to like Go in if you actually ever get the opportunity to.
0: It's almost like its own little mini, like Gunflint Trail Museum with yeah. officially. But yeah. yeah, there's like stuffed animals and not like stuffed animals, but like what's it called when you have like an animal and Taxidermy. then you Taxidermy animals. Thank <laughs> you. I was like the thing that that guy on that. Bates Motel movie does. <laughs> Psycho.
1: There we go. I swear my brain is working, you guys. It's just been a very long week. It's only the first like real <laughs> official week back to work. We still kind of got to get our thoughts back together.
0: So it's been pretty crazy. And there are lots of changes happening. Another thing I will say is the North Shore, at least Cook County, and things are a bit different in Lake County than they are in Cook County. But especially in Cook County, if you're coming up, Expect to well, definitely pack a mask and expect yeah. to
1: wear it yeah. a lot. I know Bucks for sure is requiring masks to go in. I am mm-hmm. i don't really shop anymore, <laughs> so I can't really say for other places, but I know for sure Bucks is you need to wear a mask if you're coming in.
0: Yeah, and even – so right now for this episode, we are going to be featuring – basically an introduction to what the next pretty much the whole summer I'm guessing is going to be like for the podcast and that is featuring outdoor activities that you can do while maintaining social distancing things that you can do outside away from other people and just if that's what you're looking for so we're not going to places that are going to be crowded with people because unfortunately those things aren't even going to happen this year there's not going to be The events, we've already seen Grandma's Marathon, the Lutza 99er, Fisherman's Picnic, picnic. (laughs) (sighs) Bay Days, almost I don't know everything, but I know there was a good chunk of things when I checked last that Mm -hmm. were cancelled at the Bayfront Festival Park. So all the Duluth stuff that happens at Bayfront is cancelled. The only thing I haven't seen yet, I haven't heard word on yet is Voyager Days and Two Harbors. Otherwise, every major event, like the art colony, and the boat show, all those things are not happening this year. So if you're coming up for a major event, you're probably going to be changing your plans in some way because they're just not happening. And I think that's everywhere, so I'm pretty sure most people are going to be used to that. But. You know, going into stores up here, you know, maybe down in the cities or even in Duluth, it's optional to wear masks. But up here, they're actually asking for people to do it. And in this episode, we're heading to Rockwood Lodge, which is up mid-Gunfront Trail area. And we're going to speak with the owner, Carl Madsen, up there, because he has even developed a face mask policy if you're just outside, like if you're interacting with other people outside, you should wear a face mask. And you'll see that around town in Grand Marais. People yeah. kind of milling around on the corner, talking, and they're all wearing masks. And especially the, so the highway um, Minnesota Department of Transportation has started their really awesome <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yes. highway construction project on Highway 61 going through the town of Grand Marais. And if you were unaware of this, you should absolutely be aware with it. It happened to coincide with the same day that the stay-at-home orders ended. So on May 18th, there were road signs up. There were detours. <laughs> um, how you get to holiday is yes. quite the adventure. And, now, and yeah, you're going to notice more and more of road construction happening from pretty much the moment
1: you enter Grand Marais. And if you... Pay attention to some of the road construction signs. You (laughs) may find something pretty hilarious. We're going to
0: call this the Easter egg hunt. So if you can spot (laughs) the hilarious road sign that we are referencing and snap a picture of it, you should send it to us. Maybe we'll give you something in return because it's pretty funny. Pretty, pretty funny. Donna, I know you're listening to this. You are not allowed to submit because you're the reason (laughs) I even know about it. So... Everybody else can. Maybe Donna, if you know who I'm talking about here, can lead you to it. (laughs) Okay, so wear masks, plan to wear masks. The other thing that came up, so yesterday we recorded this section and we decided to not use the audio we recorded yesterday, but re-record it because as we were driving up to Rockwood yesterday, we were passed by several emergency vehicles. So on the way to Rockwood, I believe it was four vehicles past us. And while we were there, we heard at least one, maybe even two more. Yep, with the sirens go by. Yep, sirens on, I mean, lights flashing, and they were booking it. And we were like, oh, man, you know, the Boundary Waters has only been open for two days. So that was another thing that happened on May 18th was overnight camping, in the Boundary Waters opened up. Now, it had been open for day use for, you know, you could get a day permit, but you couldn't get an overnight permit until the 18th. So we were two days into this, you know, opening that a lot of people had been fighting for because they thought, you know, what a better place to social distance and kind of get away from other people than the Boundary Waters. Cause you you'll probably see a few people while you're there cause it's a pretty popular place to go, but it's so big that even with a bunch of people in there and they do control the number of people that go in every day by the permit system. So you might interact and see a few people, but you're not going to do so in the way you would in a town, or even, you know, just going around other parts of Cook County. But the worry was that if there was an emergency, the amount of people that is required to handle an emergency, especially one on the boundary waters, yep. is pretty massive. I mean,
1: takes multiple a lot of resources.
0: Yeah, multiple a lot of resources. departments respond. So it's like border patrol and sheriff's department, search and rescue, the fire departments from all up and down the Gunflint Trail there are several different fire departments there, you know, rescue squads. There's a lot of people involved and we saw that yesterday and we like I say we decided to re-record this for this purpose. What had happened was on Tuscarora Lake a boat capsized and tragically a 29-year-old man did drown. And this was, I mean, two days into the opening of the Boundary Waters. Now, we don't know any other details about this. We don't know if he was a visitor. We don't know if he was a local. We don't know the circumstances of what happened other than what they're reporting, which is a boat capsized. There was a canoe with three people in it. Two people were able to swim to an island, and one person did not make it. Search and rescue came up, and there was multiple departments, dozens of people that responded, And they spent a couple hours looking for him. And I believe they found him shortly before four o'clock. Yeah. And so this all happened. We were driving up there around two. Yeah. So to have all those vehicles rush rush past us for two hours, they were were doing this search and rescue mission. So all these people had to come together who had otherwise been not together and had been purposefully not being together. And we saw the same thing with the fires back in April, Mm -hmm. where everybody was social distancing and staying home and not really doing much and then all of a sudden three fire departments are shoulder to shoulder yeah putting out this fire
1: plus like you said people yep. all the people i i think they had to start calling people away and people are posting on facebook like stay away from downtown don't crowd them give give them the space they need to work like just go home we know this is this is huge and exciting not exciting clearly in yeah. a good way but like <laughs> You know, we've all been cooped up in our houses and something big is happening downtown. Like we all have to be there, but it's better if you're you're not there. So things like a rescue
0: and things like a fire and things like an emergency really bring out a lot of people who then have to interact that otherwise wouldn't. So that was part of the hesitation with opening up the Boundary Waters. And, you know, an example of that happened almost right away. I hope it's not a bad omen. I, I don't think it's going to be a bad omen. I think maybe people are going to be more aware now. But the big thing is be smart about being safe. That's kind of the governor's quote, and we're kind of taking that on. So the two things I want to emphasize is be smart about being safe and then plan to plan ahead if you're coming up to the North Shore. So to be smart about being safe means do your normal safety things that you would do doing activities up here and then step it up. So if you go boating, and the legal requirement if you're on a boat is that there is a life jacket present for each person on the boat, not that each person is wearing them. So take it the next step and wear your life jackets. Mm -hmm. I've mentioned already in this podcast that Lake Superior is freaking cold all the time. Mm -hmm. And the inland lakes get warm, but right now, I mean, the ice, they just iced out like a few days ago in some cases. And there was still snow on the Gunflin Trail when we were up there yesterday. In fact, if you are a fan of our TikTok channel, which is um, at Exploring North Shore, you would have seen Martha and I building snowmen (laughs) in the little bit of snow left in the ditch. Oh,
1: my little snowman family.
0: Yeah. It was 76 (laughs) degrees up there yesterday. It was so nice. It was so warm. And we built snowmen because there is still snow. So. The lakes are still very, very cold. They have not had the time yet to warm up. And even if you are a really, really, really good swimmer and you're young and you're athletic and you're like, I'm healthy, I'm not gonna drown.
1: Or lifeguard certified. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you that story of the year that there were icebergs in Lake Superior still like halfway through June, me and my brother just one day during the summer with my uh, one of my old best friends, who by the way, was the only not lifeguard certified person, we decided we were going to go to our old favorite spot down off the, um, the lake walk and just go jump off the rocks into the water. Thank God where we jumped in, we could still touch because the minute our bodies hit the water, we could not move. So like I said, we were so lucky that we jumped in where we could stand because I was using my arms that did not go into the water to like help myself get to shore (laughs) Learned my lesson we'll never do it again but that's just i'm a great swimmer i've swam my entire life waterfront certified lifeguard certified could not do anything to help myself really and just think if you are having a hard time swimming
0: in the cold water the people coming to rescue you yeah i mean you're gonna have to wait for them to suit up they're gonna put they're gonna put their wetsuits on to come get
1: you and as we saw it takes a long time for the vehicles and rescue to get there from where they are you mm-hmm. are all the way up the trail I for the first time went all the way up the trail it's a long drive <laughs> it's a really long drive so wear your life jackets
0: if you're gonna go biking wear a helmet if you're going to go biking wear a helmet and tell
1: somebody where you're you- going where
0: you're going and then roughly when you're going to be back so or that you if know you're like, huh, alone. Yeah, don't go Buddy hiking system. alone. Buddy, Buddy system. system. <laughs> there you go. Don't go hiking alone. Take your take your family unit with you, and just kind of always be conscious. Be like, oh, should I walk to the edge of this cliff? Maybe not this time. <laughs> you know, just it, we we hear these stories every year. Somebody lost their dog when they fell off a cliff in Cascade. There was actually a young girl who died a few years ago at um, Palisade Head. Yep, that
1: was right this stuff happens. To
0: every year and this year i mean it's terrible and it's horrible and it's tragic every single year and i hope some year we can like get to a year where it's like oh everything was fine everybody's good everybody Mm -hmm. came and they enjoyed themselves and they left and it was wonderful um and, and until then you know just these responses require a lot of people so just in your head be like is this action i'm about to take could it potentially cause an issue and if the
1: answer is yes just don't do it So be smart about being safe, but still have fun. I mean, you can still have. You can absolutely still enjoy the North Shore and all it has to offer, but still be safe. Yes. So we are going to go talk with
0: Carl Madsen, the owner of Rockwood Lodge and Outfitters that is located again on Poplar Lake Mid-Gunflint Trail. So we are going to go now to that interview with Carl. And I do want to apologize for the audio because we actually did not wear masks during the interview but we did sit we were sitting on like a porch of the shower house and martha and i were on one end in a couple of chairs and he was on the other end probably about 10 feet apart from each other mm-hmm. and then in between us i put the microphone so we weren't sharing a microphone we weren't speaking into something that somebody else would eventually speak into i literally sat on a chair and we sat down and had a conversation So we are about five feet apart from the microphone and then 10 feet
1: apart from each other. And not only that, oh yeah, but they're chopping down trees. So you're just hearing saws throughout most of it also.
0: (laughs) Which is a good thing. Firewise has learned from the Ham Lake fire from, you know, years ago. I think we discussed that in one of our episodes of the podcast. There's a massive fire up there. So now Firewise comes up and they take down dead trees and trees that could cause potential fire danger. And Carl was saying that you're gonna hear that the trees being cut down like all summer long. Uh, but we wanted to do the interview outside in a safe way. So that was just something we had to deal with. So yes, you will hear the trees. They just, they stop at one point for like five minutes. I'm like, all right, usable audio. But we're <laughs> gonna put the whole interview in there just because Carl had so much information, so mm-hmm. much advice and just so much stuff that I think we can all learn from and take away. And you know we discuss what it's like right now for those people traveling up to the North shore. So let's jump to that interview with Carl now. This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.CascadeVacationRentals.com. And don't forget to use promo code podcast for the largest percent off discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. We are first uh, social, distancing. social distancing interview. I'm actually turned this way. Maybe that can block out some of the noise. I don't know
2: how well that will work.
0: So, we are here today with Carl.
2: Hi, I'm Carl Madsen of Rockwood Lodge.
0: And you're the owner?
2: Yep, yeah, there's four of us actually me, my wife, her sister, and her husband.
0: And then you guys have owned this place for this year,
2: sixth year? Fifth year, yeah. Fifth year, yeah, yeah. So 2015 we bought it. We came up from Minneapolis. Oh wow! I just decided to buy a resort. um. Well, I've been coming up here since '89. (laughs) You know, I was the guest that kept coming back, and then I was the maintenance guy, and then okay, so So it was a lot. Worked your
0: way in there. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And um, how are you feeling about this summer?
2: Well, we're actually looking pretty good. We um, we self. let's say we we block out a bunch of rooms between cabin rentals so we kind of knocked our own inventory down by 20 30 40 percent so in that way each cabin rental has a big space between each one and then uh, so our our eight cabins will probably be down you know anywhere between 30 and 40 percent off from last year last year was a banner year this year was going to be a banner year too yep. so um, we've been growing by you know 10-15% every year So, but the outfitting is looking really strong I mean there's been a lot of people booking trips in the last few days phone's just going crazy and we have a lot of a uh, lot of trips going on a lot less uh, big trips like the Boy Scouts oh
0: yeah you know
2: none of those and then uh, um, we don't do the transport so we don't do you know we don't Piled nine people into the into the van and carry them off to the Boundary Waters. Most of the people go right into Liz Lake, right across the yeah. lake here on Poplar. I'm
0: planning one of those at some point this summer.
2: Yes. yes, we have.
0: I think we actually have a permit already. Good. Sometime in July. Yeah, the permits
2: are going fast. Yeah. It's really going to be a banner year, I think, because people are so sick of being tied up and, and sequestered that uh, they want to get out, and they see this as their ideal spot. But you know, we've got a lot of we got a lot of uh, overhead when we do this kind of thing. You know, there's a hospital, there's grocery stores, there's emergency services, all those people. Mm-hmm. And we have to think about each and every one of those when we say, okay, we're going out into the boundary waters and putting up a tent.
0: And it is applicable applicable today because as we were driving here, we were passed by several emergency vehicles. Another one has passed since we got here. So something is happening. Something is happening.
2: Yeah, there's some kind of emergency event today. We don't know exactly what it is. Uh, you know, we hear that ambulance, you know, once or twice a summer, not very often. And here it is, May twentieth, and we already heard it. So, kind of a bad omen already. So, yeah,
1: let's hope not. And it's, so it's been so
2: dry. We yeah. are just right on the edge of really creating a huge problem right now. Yeah. And they just lifted the fire ban, which I'm not exactly a fan of because. We have um, just a tinderbox going on right now, lack of rain, and we got all these people who are just wanting to get out into the boundary waters and do a campfire. So,
0: Do you think they're going to put the fire ban back on? No. No?
2: No, I don't think so. I think uh, there's too much political pressure. Okay.
1: Hopefully we'll get this rain we're supposed to get over there. Yeah. Yes. Saturday, Sunday, Memorial day I'm weekend. Hoping. A nice rainy yeah. morning, Hoping weekend. for a thunderstorm.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and June's our rainiest month, so we're looking forward to it so Yeah.
0: And now, you know, guests can stay here. Are you still gonna be operating the bathhouse?
2: Yep, we have uh, shower it's a sh- shower house. Um, we, turned up, we closed the sauna, so no sauna this year. But we have uh, two bathrooms with showers in them. So, yeah.
1: I need
0: a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll build you a sauna. It's okay. I know the Y is closed down. Yep. We don't know anybody with a private sauna.
2: No, <laughs> yep.
0: Build it. Build we'll build that. it. Yep. <laughs> And then, so you have the Boundary Waters outfitting. You do yep. have cabins here.
2: Yep, eight cabins Eight yep.
0: cabins. And then you have day rentals, correct?
2: Yep, and day rentals, uh, they, they, uh, there's a whole bunch of different ways to do that, really. I mean, you can just rent a canoe and go out on the, on Poplar. You can rent a canoe and go into the Boundary Waters as well. You can go up to Duncan Lake and check out the waterfall at Stairway Portage. You can um, put in here and go through Liz and get down to Horseshoe and back easily within a day. And i uh, get to see all the beautiful, um, you know, the lakes. There's a really good chance that you're going to see wildlife, too, because Horseshoe is known for its uh, moose population. So. I'm terrified of moose.
1: <laughs> Don't tell me
2: that. Cause you the first should be. I'm they are somebody. big and scary. <laughs> they are
0: terrifying. <laughs> oh,
1: God, that we bucks the other day.
2: Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. there's
0: those the... they have in there. Yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. And you just saw a moose.
2: Yeah, we have them walk right up this road. There's... Uh, it's pretty yeah. common. This is a little corner they like to take because it goes right up by the gunflip. Okay. To the, so we get uh we get a lot of moose in this area.
0: We have a ton of droppings. <laughs> of
2: and every time I show up, I'm
0: like, oh that's a new one. That's a new one. They've been here. Yeah. And I do think it's really funny too. It is right now 75, 76 degrees. It's hot out, yeah. It is so <laughs> nice. nice. There's still snow on the ground though. Yep.
2: Yep. Yep, yep. So. there's right there.
0: Yep, right there. Hey, yep. We so can build our, our sad snowman.
2: We can build sad snowman. <laughs> there That's
0: you go. Um, and I'm guessing the lake is still pretty
2: cold. Yeah, it's not bad. You know, right at the edge, it gets nice and warm because the sun keeps through. But uh, down in the center of the lake, yeah, I mean, this is the worst time of year to fall out of a canoe. Yeah. Uh, so please wear your life vest whenever you go into any kind of water boat or any sort. Uh, even if you're in a regular boat where it's, you know, you just have to have it in the boat. Just wear it, um, especially this time of year. That shock once you get underwater yeah. um, doesn't matter how good a swimmer you are. If you go into shock, you're you done. Won't do so. anything. Yeah. We lost yeah. conservation officers last year, so it's it's people who know what they're doing. They still don't wear life vest and they still die.
0: So. And I think that's. I mean, we're doing this whole feature on boating, and oh, that's a safe option or mm-hmm. safer option, I guess, yep. for social distancing because you can take canoe in the middle of the lake with just your family right. and we're all good but then there are dangers still involved.
2: Yeah. yeah and I think that's kind of a problem with this year because this whole new situation that we have with the COVID all the other issues are now on the back burner. Yeah. Well no they're still they're there. Still there yeah. They're still alive and they're still kicking. You know we're still worried about fire. We're still worried about uh, people drowning. We're still worried about uh, you know property values just simple things but uh, you know everybody's got the number one issue on their mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys holding
2: on okay up here? Yeah. I mean, what a great place to rest out and right? hang out with the COVID, right? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, as long as we can try to stay clean and clear, we're asking every single one of our customers to wear a mask when we talk to them. And uh, we're sanitizing. We've bought a lot of Lysol, and mm. we're using a lot of uh, bleach water, um, doing a lot of cleaning. And like I said, we have that the gap built in between each one of the rentals, so... Um, we got brand new mattresses this year that we can wipe off perfect timing for that so we can we can keep things uh pretty clean and clear but uh it takes a lot of common sense on the customer's part too
0: and then are, what are your suggestions for people who want to come up and want to just be here
2: yeah.
0: what sort of recommendations do you have
2: well, again, you know, you got to follow the governor's recommendations. We're not, uh, we're not advocating that you break any laws or anything. Um, if you uh, um, are not needing to travel and it's not a required thing, um, you know, then really you shouldn't. We're still open. We're taking reservations. Um, you know, we have a livelihood to make, and we're not going to tell somebody to whether they're going to follow the law or not. So um, it's, it's a catch-22. You can't really win that one. Uh, there's only one hospital in town. It has, uh, you know, very limited ICU capability, very limited uh, uh, ability to 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 serve the customers that they already has. Yeah. Let alone this monster influx that happens every summer.
0: And I think that's uh, we say always there's 16 hospital beds, but there's really not 16 hospital beds because they're still treating the people from the care center mm-hmm. and people from town who need care. So there's. Yeah. Maybe in any given time, like six or
2: seven beds. Yeah, that ambulance today wasn't a COVID, you know? No. So that's that's something that's going to need a hospital bed. Yeah. You know, we're going to get a lot more of that this summer, and uh, it's going to reduce our capability. So the more people that come up and and vacation, you know, it's just going to add to the problem. So, um, you know, but I'm not turning them away, so.
0: It's the really good year to be really safe. Yeah, to do everything like, and that's the thing that the situation is inherently not safe. Right. There's nothing safe about it, but you can do certain actions to minimize the risk. I guess.
2: Right. Yeah, and there's a lot of people out there who are just cavalier about it, and and it's it's not something that I take lightly. So it's it's important to me that we treat everybody with respect and give them the distance that they need, and that we understand that people come from different, you know, political backgrounds or whatever it is. And they're going to have different desires, but, uh, you know, we're running a business and we're trying to keep everybody safe. So that's, that's we have a face mask policy and we're going to follow it. Good. Yeah.
0: And then I noticed you have two new stand-up hellboards this year. Yeah. Now that's new for you guys, yeah.
2: right? Yeah, we had the uh, stand-up, uh, the smaller ones, um, last couple years and they're for our uh, cabin guests. But these are actually tripper. Um Ooh stand up paddleboards that you can take into the boundary waters. They have a place to put your gear and uh, we've, cool. had, uh, we've had we've uh, had some conversations with people who've done it and they really liked it. So and our Liz Lake entry point is just perfect for a for a stand-up paddleboard entry point because it's such a simple little entry and yeah. such beautiful small little lakes that are combined. So uh, we're excited about it and I'm gonna give it a go myself and see what it feels like. And I love working with stand up paddleboards. They're a lot of fun.
0: I've just recently come into like knowledge. I mean, I've, I know they've existed, but I was right. like, you know, I used to surf, so this yeah. is kind of cool to yeah. have something that's sort of similar. And I was looking into that for going into the Boundary Waters. I don't know if I'd want it to be my first Boundary Waters right. trip, but in the future, for sure, it's. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like a. I mean, somebody went all the way from like Duluth to Antarctica on one. Right. Yeah. So they're pretty versatile. They're yep. Pretty
2: yeah, you just have to pack light. You know, you have to pack differently, and uh, you have to have a plan, and. Um, you know if it doesn't work out you know turn around come back and get a canoe
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's not too far away nope Um, it's a pretty light
2: Uh, yeah they're uh right at 35 pounds for the 14 footer so it's yeah it's less than a canoe weighs uh even our solo canoes are right in that same range so
1: to carry some paddle boards that were a a bit on the heavy
0: side i think mine is like (laughs) 44 pounds but i got a big one for yoga and stuff so yeah
2: these are the fancy ones made by gray Ducks, so they're yeah. they're made for the purpose so.
0: so if you want to try stand-up paddleboard boundary waters strip you know
2: where to go yep yep come on up and uh you can check them out and just go uh, paddle around the lake too so we have uh i can give you a class it's pretty easy but uh it's kind of fun to watch people uh, the first time <laughs> on a stand-up paddleboard they don't have any confidence and it's not as hard as you think so it's uh You kind of got to talk yourself out of falling, really. Yeah, yeah, really. So, I know it sounds stupid, but you can talk yourself into falling if you want to. Yeah.
0: Exploring the North Shore is sponsored by The Big Lake. The Big Lake is an approachable art gallery and gift shop located in the beautiful Harbor Town of Grand Marais, Minnesota, as well as online at thebiglakelife.com. The Big Lake provides a beautifully curated and fun shopping experience to complement your North Shore adventures with artists and products that reflect the culture, values, allure, and lifestyle of the North Shore. Shop online at www.TheBigLakeLife.com and use promo code EXPLORE for 15% off your first online order. Alrighty so that was the interview with Carl Madsen, the owner of Rockwood Lodge and Outfitters. Be sure you check them out if you want to head up the North Shore and check out you know a day trip into the Boundary Waters if you just want to do a boat rental and toodle around Poplar Lake or if you want to do a full-blown trip into the Boundary Waters that is a great place to enter from so check them out. The other thing I mentioned earlier that I think is kind of important if you're coming up here right now is plan to plan ahead. Absolutely. I don't know how you vacation, Martha, but I tend to wing it. I just sort of show up.
1: (laughs) Okay, I've never vacationed on my own, but mom, you get another shout out. My mom is like the queen of day one. We're going to do this, 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 and this. I already got the tickets. Like they know we're coming. Like my mom is the queen of trip planning. She likes to make sure like we have our downtime, but we're gonna go do stuff and like, we're really gonna go see some things. So, and it works, it works. Every trip we've ever taken is just so full of super cool things and like, there's never a dull moment. So be like Barb. Yes, be like Barb. That
0: Oh, that should be our next, is it a
1: plan to plan ahead? It's just gonna be be, be like, like Barb. Barb. All right,
0: we're adapting that for the uh, podcast. You have to listen to this episode to understand that, that reference. Barb, of course, is Martha's mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she is yes. gonna love this episode. <laughs> she is.
0: So uh, be like Barb, plan yes. ahead. Know where you're gonna wanna eat. Check to make sure it's open that day because yep. some things still are not open every day of the week. They're only mm-hmm. open midweek to weekends. Book your lodging ahead of time. Part of what's happening with the COVID 19 response up here is places are requiring longer stays. A lot of the bigger lodges or bigger resorts, even, are requiring three night minimums. And then they're putting a 24 hour gap in between reservations. So if you think like a three night stay and then a three night stay, the gap might be like on Wednesday or even on Saturday or Sunday. There'll be a gap Mm -hmm. that you then can't book into. So Be sure you go online and book your stay. If you wanna come up now, check now. I'm sure you're gonna find stuff. But if you wanna come up in July, it's gonna get harder and harder and harder. Plan now. Then keep an eye. Be like Barb. Yes, (laughs) be like Barb. Plan now, be like Barb. And know where you wanna eat and what days and make sure they're gonna be open and what you need to do to order from them. In Two Harbors in Duluth, you can still, in Silver Bay, you can go into the grocery stores and do your shopping on the way up. much to some online discussion about people saying, don't do that. We're actually going to send a slightly different message and say, you know, if you want to pick up your non perishable items where you're from, like spices and condiments and things like that, go ahead and do that. But if you want to buy things like meat and cheese, we do have them up here. I mean, there are some meats that are getting harder and harder to come by, but they still are there. And, It's okay if you want to go purchase food here. It's not like we don't want you to do that. We do actually want some of our grocery stores to have what they need. Just don't buy a ton and stock up and bring it back home, but definitely buy what you need for your stay up here. Don't starve yourself. Don't starve yourself. (laughs) The restaurants are here for you. The grocery stores are here for you. Now, up in Cook County, you currently cannot shop grocery stores in person. See, I like this,
1: though, because you know what it cuts out. Hungry shopping. Yes. When you go to the grocery store and you're super hungry and you're like, oh, that looks really good, but it's not on my list, but I'm hungry, so I'm going to buy it.
0: Yep. Online, there are the pictures of the grocery store aisles up here. So you can just look at the pictures and be like, all right, what kind of ketchups do they have? Oh, they have that one. I'm going to buy that one. Or you can just like, they might not necessarily have their produce, whatever they have. So you just shoot them an email and be like, oh, we want like two boxes of strawberries and a bunch of bananas and apples and two pounds of beef and they'll send you an email or they'll actually call you back and be like oh yeah yeah okay cool like here's what we have and they'll do the shopping
1: for you then they'll call you for a credit card and it cuts out um stuff on their end if you are very specific brand you want exactly what you want
0: Mm -hmm. so look at the pictures look what they have you virtually walk around the grocery store basically, and you can shop and then pick it up. So that might be intimidating for some people. I think it works well. I am familiar with our grocery stores though. So I'm like, oh, I know what aisle this is on. I know what aisle that's on. I know they have my favorite wild country maple syrup for $11.99, so I'll just tell them,
1: I want the bottle of wild country maple syrup that costs (laughs) $11.99. See, I've lived here for two years and I still couldn't tell you where anything is in either grocery store. I probably couldn't tell you anything about a grocery store in Duluth, and I grew up there. There you go.
0: So even Martha, who is not uh,
1: aware, was able to grocery shop no problem. I, I figured it out. I grocery, if you would believe it, I only grocery shopped once <laughs> during that whole two months of... Because you ate all my food. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I just didn't eat. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so... <laughs>
0: There are options, you can eat up here, you can buy food, but you just have to think more ahead and most places are open and waiting and you can book. Like Carl said, you know, it's kind of that double-edged sword is we don't want to tell you not to come up.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We need tourism, we recognize that, we also recognize that you might need this, you might need that kind of getaway, like you've been really cooped up. And you're like, my mental health is not good and I just need to get away somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is a good place to do it because there's a lot of outdoor <laughs> recreation to do that's apart from other people. Just again, be aware, be prepared, plan ahead. Be like Barb. Be like Barb. So uh, that's kind of our, our little message today is that, yeah, we're, we're open. The North Shore is in its newest
1: form open. The new, it's the new norm. The new norm. The new norm. We'll reevaluate after summer <laughs> yeah. to what the new norm is. But. So uh
0: yeah. Um again we want to send our deepest condolences to the mm-hmm. family of the young man who died on Tuscarora Lake and emphasize again the importance, and again, we don't know the circumstances there. He could have been wearing a life jacket, been doing everything right, and tragic accidents just sometimes happen, just like Be smart about being safe. Be super, super smart about being safe. Take it to the next level because we do not, I mean, as a community as a whole, I can tell you, Grand Marais, Ely, like all these places surrounding the Boundary Waters, we want you to come up and we want you to enjoy the Boundary Waters and we want you to go in and have that reconnection with nature. But we want you to be safe and come back out, you know, kind of the, with whatever you needed to get going in there. We hope you come out with it, like, that zen or relaxing or just reconnecting whatever it is you need to do clear your head we hope you achieve that while also staying very safe all right so in the next coming couple of weeks we're going to be kind of alternating between doing the history lessons that I've been doing because you guys really seem to like those and I actually really enjoyed doing them just kind of looking up the history of like a building that I walked past so many times and I've never <laughs> thought twice about. Turns out it has a really, really, really cool history. And like the three buildings here in town that burned down, like they're gone now. So, you know, that that history had a beginning, a middle and an end, and we were able to look at the whole thing. Pretty cool. I mean, not cool that it burnt down, but just that, I, you know, that gave me the opportunity to look at the history and actually figure out what was going on with those buildings. And I was like, oh, Wow, that was really cool. Like Grand Marais in the nineteen like forties and fifties seems like such a cool place. <laughs> we had a lot of bars back then,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and so we're going to be doing more history lessons and episodes, and we'll be getting into those. And then we're also going to be doing these outdoor recreation episodes. Again, focusing more on what you can do right now to safely social distance yourself from other people while still enjoying the beautiful, beautiful North Shore. So, until... Oh, yes, and there will be a bucket list episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, we promise. At some point. Right. I'm crossing my fingers. We're not <laughs> lying anymore. We're going to do it.
0: We're going to do it. So, I'm Jay. And I'm Martha. And this has been Exploring the North Shore. And we will see you in a couple of weeks.